it seems to me that the backseat driver always gets a bad rap. In my personal experience, these conversations, um, the, the intensity is higher, the, the volume always goes up, and the potential for conflict is much greater than it, than it should be. Hey, weren't you gonna turn left back there? No. Why do you turn left? I'm not turning left because that's not where I'm going. I'm going, I, we're going up here, we're gonna take the right, we're going the way I wanted to go yesterday, but th then you decided to go, this is the way we're gonna go. So I'm you going. don't wanna go the faster way, I take it. I wanna go the way I wanna go, <laughs> and I'm gonna drive this way. I'm gonna go, just, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of you always backseat driving. Do, you know, do you wanna drive? Yes. I have four kids, which means I have had the privilege of helping four young people learn how to drive. It's been interesting to me uh, to, to see the, the progression of their receptiveness to my always calm, kind, and gentle advice um, about how not to get into an unwanted conversation with the highway patrolman on the side of the road. Uh, or how not to get into it with the road rage guy or end up in a ditch. Now, early on, um, they were very receptive to this guy who's uh, been driving for 40 years. But you know, after a while, the conversations became more like, Dad, I've got this. And you know, to be honest, um, that's typically my response to, I've got this. Like, I really don't need your help. But the truth is, no matter how much I don't like it, I really do need the backseat driver. The backseat drivers will save us from disaster. One time, I was driving along, I mean, having a really nice time, when all of a sudden, this blood-curdling scream comes from Chan in the passenger seat. Red light! And I slam on the brakes. Holy cow. Like, I didn't even see it. How did I not see it? She saved us. Another time, I was driving in Black Mountain and I turned left onto Summit Avenue. And the sunlight was really blinding. And, and so I... I had the visor down, I had my, my $2 really cool sunglasses on, but I, I still had trouble seeing. It wasn't until after I passed the stop sign uh, that I saw it. You know, like, fortunately, uh, nothing happened, but it could have. Now, I was alone. If someone had been with me, uh, sitting in the back seat, you know, they probably would have seen the stop sign. Because they were looking at it from a different perspective. The reality is that sometimes we get ourselves in a mess. And you know, we really need someone. We really need a friend uh, who can help us out. Uh, someone who's uh, coming from a different vantage point. I read this story about Linda, and she decided to take a trip. And so uh, she takes off uh, in her uh, little uh, Honda Civic and she, she goes on this, uh, this, this highway from um, Alberta, Canada to the Yukon, and it's just this, this windy, steep, rugged, rutted uh, road that, that normally is, is only ventured on and risked by people with four-wheel drives. 
she was determined to go. And so um, the first night she, she stayed at this motel and it was near the summit. And when she checks in, she says to the, to the clerk behind the desk, I'd like a 5 a.m. wake up call. I want to get an early start. And she couldn't understand why, you know, he gave her kind of that sideways look. When she woke up that morning, the entire mountaintop was just engulfed in this deep fog. And then she understood. Well, she didn't want to, to seem foolish. And so um, she uh, got her stuff together. She went down uh, to breakfast. And there were these two truckers sitting there at a table and they in, invited her to join them. And the place was kind of small, so she felt obliged. And so she sat down with her breakfast and one trucker said, so where are you headed? And she goes, I'm going to Whitehorse. And, and this trucker said, uh, not in that little Honda Civic, uh, no way. This road is dangerous in that kind of weather. Well, Linda gave this gutsy, if uh, uninformed reply and said, well, I'm determined to give it a try. And so this trucker says, well, in that, in that case, we're gonna have to hug you. And Linda draws back and the trucker just laughs. He goes, not that. He says, we'll put one truck in front of you and one truck behind you uh, and we'll get you through these mountains. And so they started out and all that day, all that morning, Linda was able to follow the two red lights of the trucker in front of her and she had the assurance of knowing uh, that there was this guy behind her and they made their way through the mountains. That's soul care, you know. I mean, we've been talking about the fact that it matters what's under the hood, uh, but it also matters who's in the car with us. us on the journey. Our text for today uh, from Proverbs, uh, it says, a friend loves at all times and you know, our, our kinsfolk are there uh, for, for times of adversity. That's spiritual friendship. I've got that in my life. I, I really hope that you do. You know, my, my relationship with my wife, Chan, and that's the best thing I've got. I mean, she's really my soulmate. It, it's, it's one of those relationships where, you know, there are no secrets. Uh, we talk about everything. Um, and my soul comes alive when I'm in the same room with her, especially early in the morning when, when we're, you know, still nappy-headed and sleepy-eyed and having that first cup of coffee. Uh, you know, um, they say, uh, friend is one who knows everything about you and yet still chooses to love you. And then the, and there's my dad, you know, our, our family's tight. Maybe you know that too. Like, um, my, my dad is just always there. And, and this is the thing about dad. Like, he's always available to you. Like, I know that, that no matter um, what's happening in my life, uh, my dad is there to support. And he's always been there to support. You know, not just with the, the love and, and guidance that a dad gives, but like with cash too, you know? Like he just bails us out, our family, over the years as, as we've needed help. It's like, um, family is there for each other. Chance dad is the same way. Like if we don't have family, what have we got? And then I've got my journey group. 
you know, we have a lot of journey groups here at First Methodist, um, and, and they take different forms. Uh, some of them are larger than others. I mean, there's a specific journey group um, that, is, that is a small group of six to eight people. There's no Bible study, there's no curriculum uh, and, and such. Um, and like, the agenda are we doing meetings together? It's not about learning something, it's about journeying together. Like there's always this question in one form or another. How is it with your soul? There, there are some um, scriptures in the Bible that, that speak to that. Um, in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 15. Paul writes to the church and he says, But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Speaking truth in love. Uh, Paul writes to, to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 6. He says, my friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Verse two, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If you detect someone in a transgression, restore them. Bear one another's burdens. You know, there's one more that I wanna share. And you know, last week uh, we talked about um, the importance of the spiritual discipline of, of reading the scriptures and that the, the, the scripture is living and active and that God and uh, you know, God's Holy Spirit is present when we read it. Well, the morning I was writing this sermon, um, August 19th, I got the upper room. And, and so on August the 19th, uh, the upper room says, read James 5, 13 through 16. And, and so I did, I read James 5, 13 through 16, but then I just kept reading. And I wanted to share verse 19. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Isn't that crazy? It's like the very thing we're talking about. You know, Oscar Wilde said, a true friend is one who stabs you in the front. I've always loved that. Proverbs, a friend loves at all times, all times. We need the backseat drivers and we need to be one. And it's not easy. You know, we, we come to the communion table today and in our communion liturgy, we say lots of powerful things together as a group, but we remember, uh, we remember Jesus by his, his, his baptism, his, uh, his suffering, uh, his death and resurrection. He has made us one uh, with each other. And, and you know, in, in the great prayer, prayer that we pray over communion. <laughs> we ask God's Holy Spirit to make us be the body of Christ 
so that we can be the body of Christ for the world. And you know, the world needs that kind of love. They need that kind of friend. And we do too. So today, you know, Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him. And we're grateful to God. And we come. Let us pray together. We have failed to be an obedient church. Um, we have not loved you. We have not loved our neighbor. Uh, we have not been good stewards of creation. We have not heard the cry of the need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus. And God, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. We're gathered today in all kinds of ways. In our two sanctuaries here on campus at First Methodist, we're gathered as one church uh, together in our homes. Maybe we're in our cars. Maybe we're camping in a camper or a tent. But we're together, your church, and we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would, would pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and wine, and that you would make them be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Make us one with you. Make us one with each other. Make us one in ministry to the whole world as we wait with triumphant glory for your return and for this feast, your heavenly banquet. This table that's prepared today, this table that we come to today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ the cup of salvation given for you. Amen.